Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Saws That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs. Pearl Jam, Jay-Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. A ringer dish. This is another episode of the 10 Days of Lindsay Lohan, which is a, a small little series we're doing here on Ringer Dish to celebrate the life and times of one Lindsay Lohan before her big Netflix release this Friday. So we're on day eight. My name is Amelia Wedemeyer, and I am joined by the incomparable, lovely fellow redhead. Jody Walker. You know, Jody. Amelia, <laughs> yes. that makes me think that I'm so glad that when I joined the Ringer Beach Club Mykonos that there were no <laughs> other redheads on staff. Otherwise, I would have had to dye my hair. <laughs> oh my God. As we learned in this episode, we're well, this episode, we are watching the first episode of the only season thus far that we know of, of Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. And you're right. There is a moment where some girl working for Lindsay Lohan has to dye her hair another color because the DJ is already has that like bluish color. And they're like, you got to do it for Lindsay. And she did. Thankfully. We'd do anything for Lindsay. We would. And that's the thing. I know that we're on day eight of yes. 10 Days of Lindsay Lohan because we are getting dangerously close to the present. And as I told you off air, if right. you had asked me when Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club was filmed for MTV or when it came out on MTV, mm -hmm. because I did watch it. I didn't watch all of it, I don't think, but I, I definitely watched the premiere. I thought it was going to be a huge deal because this was sort of positioned 
Mm-hmm. Much like the Netflix movie is being positioned in some ways by the audience as a comeback for Lindsay right. Lohan. Like she'd been off the scene, as she says in the show, she's disappeared for a while. She's been in Dubai. She's been in Greece. She's been definitely not making movies. And so it kind of felt like this reality TV show was like her return to the public. Right. So I definitely tuned in. But if you had asked me before I watched it when this show came out, I would have said like 2015 at the absolute latest. It feels like it. Yes. It feels like it came out so long ago. And you guys, this show dropped in 2019, a mere three and a half years ago. This is a sure in a a pre-COVID world, but like this is a pretty recent, pretty recent. And it's the most recent thing we have from her really like it's the most recent piece of art piece of artifact that we have from Lindsay Lohan and it's different it feels different than what what we seem to be about to get from Lindsay Lohan via Netflix exactly you're completely correct it is it is positioned and I think she said at the time she wanted it to be like you're watching Vanderpump Rules and she's in the Lisa Vanderpump role because it's it's obviously her nightclub. It's branded Lohan Beach House. And and again, in this first episode, she is very much like the the house den mother kind of like, OK, you guys, I can't believe you're wearing a bra talking to me like she is the boss. She even drops a Putin mention, which is like kind of jarring. She was like, I if someone is emotional, I'm going to be Putin. And I was like, oh, my God. OK, wow. Yikes. But she just she wants to come off as this stern, you know, serious businesswoman. Like she was saying, oh, my God, you guys, you drank all the alcohol that, you know, we had set aside for you. And she's just she's acting shocked that these are young 20 somethings partying, being excited to be in Mykonos, which I think is is so it's such a departure from, you know, back in the late mid 2000s and up until I guess the the mid 2010s when we saw her kind of get in trouble or kind of, you know, lose her way because of all the parting she had done. Yeah. Like I said, I I watched this show in 2019, which was not that long ago, but I didn't remember so much about it. I guess Mm -hmm. we should just say that Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club is about the Lohan Beach House Mykonos Club. Love it. Which was Lindsay Lohan's sort of second foray into opening a club in Greece. She had opened a nightclub in Athens in like 2017, 2018. And then in 2018, she opened a day club in Mykonos, which is different and does mean that we are experiencing everyone in the harsh sunlight and the reflection of the sand on the beaches of Mykonos. So for some reason, Lindsay, as the boss and owner of this club, along with her co, I don't know if he's a co-owner, but co-boss, Panos Spensos, who is a real character. And he's supposed to be sort of like the hard ass, whereas Lindsay is sort of the heart but then off, also often wants to frequently position herself as a hard ass as well. There's a right. there's a there's a lot of pull in a lot of different directions. It's a yeah. lot of like 
telling, not showing as far as what kind of characterization sure. we're supposed to be getting from Lindsay. Um, but for some reason, she has decided to staff this day club with ambassadors who she is bringing in from America as, a, right. as, opposed, as opposed to just employing the locals who are probably <laughs> cut out for this and have worked at other Grecian beach day clubs. Exactly. She's brought in a staff of Americans who, like you said, are supposed to be sort of like Vanderpump rules types. But as I was rewatching the premiere, what I kept thinking about was America's Next Top Model, which oh, is interesting. not a workplace drama exactly sure. like Vanderpump Rules or more modern day a show that you know I love, Below Deck, also a oh, workplace yeah, drama, yes. which it did remind me of at times, but it reminded me so much of America's Next Top Model because it's like you bring in all these people, you ask them to do something that's very unknowable, which is being a Lohan ambassador slash VIP host. And so all these young people are like, bartenders in Vegas and like bottle girls in Chicago, you know, like mm -hmm. they, they have the experience. They sort of know what to do, but they're given these really grand expectations by Lindsay. And it's all kind of seemingly in bad faith, which is very Tyra of her. And it's like <laughs> yeah. why it reminded me so much of a and so It's so like, so right. she's You're just so always right. like setting them up for disaster. So in a scene yeah. that we've already mentioned, which is really like, I can't, it, I had forgotten about it, but as soon as I started watching it again, it all came rushing back, which is that they bring all these people in, these young people, they meet Panos, who is heart, kind of like the hard ass. They right. don't meet Lindsay, but they're all talking about how excited they are to work with Lindsay and to see what she's like and to like be at her club and be ambassadors for her brand. And then they set them up in this like gorgeous house with a pool with just towers of alcohol like they are pouring alcohol out of the biggest bottles you've ever seen huge they get really drunk they're skinny dipping in the pool because they're a bunch of 20 somethings who've been brought brought to greece by Lindsay lohan and then who shows up at their house but Lindsay lohan they and didn't know they're doing this whole like horse and pony show about like how these people need to be working but they're off hours and it's this right. very like capitalist view of like, we're all a family. You're representing me at all times. <laughs> when I come over and they end up getting to, into this whole thing with this girl, Gabby, who admittedly like does not make a great show for herself, but she's very drunk. And they, it, Lindsay ends up sort of shaming her for wearing a bra while right. meeting her boss. And she says something like, that would be like if I was in a meeting with Steven Spielberg and I was soaking wet in a bra. And first of all, she does this a couple times in the show where it's like, Lindsay, we're all very familiar with your past and we want to be forgiving of it. But that's not out of the question. And second right. of all, it would actually be like if Steven Spielberg came to your house unannounced and you were in a bra and then he shamed you for not putting a shirt on once he arrived. Exactly. It's very strange. That is so true. Very strange. You're so, that is a great point. You're so correct. It's very, she, you're right. She does give the Tyra like, I'm here. 
Now do something about it. And yeah. that is so scary. So scary. And again, she, you know, is acting, I guess, as she should, as like the, you know, the owner, the the businesswoman front of it all. But it just gets so weird when you supply these 20 somethings alcohol that you have a cool pool and everything. And then she just shows up and she's like, I'm here. And you didn't expect to meet her on this night. I mean, they were talking about how they were going to meet her the next day. And it's just like, what what is this tomfoolery going on right now? It's just it's shocking. Yeah. And they it I don't watch a lot of Vanderpump rules, but I assume that Lisa Vanderpump has favorite favorites for seemingly no reason. And Lindsay definitely does a lot of that where she like she's looked at these people's CVs before they came and she's kind of seems to have decided something about them that she likes or doesn't like. There's a young woman named Janita, Mm -hmm. Janita, who talks about having had like a tough home life growing up. She's been through a lot of struggles. And so Lindsay really relates to that. And so she seems to kind of like give her more leniency, which is fine with me because I really liked her. I also had favorites in the staff. Understandable. But, um, I had non favorites too, like Brett, Brent, 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 Brent is bad news. I didn't the only the only person who rang any bell when they came across the screen was Aristotle, and that is because oh. I'm very attracted to him. And so, like, he registered with me as like, oh, yeah. I remember Aristotle, but then he does basically nothing in the premiere, which is <laughs> right. you know the episode that we've watched. Brent, however, that you just mentioned, once they get through the horrifying first company meeting taking place, it's soaking wet in their bras. The next day, they have to actually go to work as VIP host at the Lohan Beach Club Mykonos. Right. And Amelia, if I asked you what a VIP host does at the Lohan Beach House Mykonos, what would how would you define that career? I guess. Well, see, there were several moments where like sometimes Panos would assign some people to like do one thing, which is like to follow, essentially follow around a rich person and do whatever they tell you to do. Yeah, there he tells them like that they're salespeople, like they're, they're the job allegedly is to get the allegedly rich people at the club to spend their money. And like, that seems to be something that most of these people are familiar with as like, but having done bottle service and having been like big time bartenders, or I think Brent is like a club promoter, but then Brent as I don't know. He he seems to be considered senior in some way amongst this group of Somehow, rascals. Somehow, yeah. So he is assigned to the biggest client, who is a woman. Did you notice that like the camera never really settles on that woman's face that never. he's assigned to? Yes. No. And or she's wearing sunglasses, and we get like back shots of her. Yeah. There's yeah. like never a close You're up. So we right. never really see her. I think her <laughs> name is Natasha. I think she's Russian. I, I think so too. I yeah. think she's Lindsay or Panos's friend. It's it's really uh, it's there so are a clear. lot. I would not say that this premiere does like the job of a pilot to like really establish right stakes and also right. what the hell is going on. Like I never really came to understand what their job oh, was God. or what Lindsay Lohan does 
within the parameters of the beach club. What I really came to understand and what I didn't remember, if you had asked me what, why this show was like a disaster, why it got canceled, I would have said that I thought I remembered that like, like Lindsay Lohan's behavior on the show was an issue, like that she was clearly drunk or out of it, which occasionally she, she does seem to be drunk, but at least in the premiere, that's not really the thing. What is really evident is like how much she has to prove Mm. as a boss and as a businesswoman. And that's really strange to watch because she has never previously in her career established herself as a boss or as a businesswoman. So there's no way to like have that comeback. Like she's only ever established herself as a, as like a talent, you know, as an actor, as an actor, singer. Yeah, completely. And it's kind of like, okay, so she's doing a new thing. Oh my God. Like, like all hands on deck, you know? And it was just like, okay, sure. I don't know. And it's It's sort of like demanded that you respect her in that arena. (laughs) And that you like respect her as like a thought leader, like as someone who knows how to do this. And that like, she does a lot of saying like, I've done so much to like, you know, build myself up and to bring myself back and to build my brand and to establish these clubs in Greece. And these kids are not going to ruin it for me. Right. These (laughs) meddling kids. And it feels, uh, it's so strange. I love Lindsay Lohan. So it's so strange for me to be like defending these, you know, these silly people that she has hired. But it feels unfair to the kids to be like putting Lindsay Lohan's poor reputation at the time on their very thin shoulders. (laughs) It's definitely unfair. And it's just, so it does seem like this show just... They approved it without a bunch of forethought. And they're just like, okay, yeah, this will be like our, you know, it's another, it's something that, you know, Paramount and MTV can do to like rival Vanderpump rules and kind of like those like party shows where it's like they're working in the service industry, but there's also drama behind the scenes. It's just everything felt like even the flirtation between Brent and I think her name was Sarah felt so forced and like how dare Sarah entertain that flirtation (laughs) she is like just like Brent was the worst in this premiere and it's just like it felt like love is blind I was like Sarah oh my god get away from Brent you don't want this this is not gonna go well Because like we start, I started to talk about Natasha. So so Brent basically gets assigned to this apparent heavy hitter, which right. means that he's just supposed to give her what she wants, whatever I, she wants. I thought it meant to be like her personal assistant and her personal waiter, and to bring right. her drinks. That's and what to I thought too. Keep her entertained, and the most of it seems to be. I for at first tolerating her advances, and then. Right sort of like caving into them. And <laughs> yes. he, he never outwardly expresses that he's really uncomfortable, but I was very uncomfortable, like yeah. watching her say, give me a kiss and then him being like, doing okay. it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like uncomfortable talking about it right now. It was so, and and it started 
because when he was he came in to wait on her, it started by her giving him a shot. And he was like, OK, if you're going to I'll say yes to free alcohol. I thought, OK, sure. If you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. And then it was like it evolved into like, come jump in the sea with me and like play around. And I was like, OK. And then it evolved further where he was like massaging her. Oh, they had to get a swimsuit. So he had to take her to get a swimsuit from across the way, which I thought was like, <laughs> Okay, and then she was like in the fitting room. But his oh, boss, yeah. Lindsay Lohan, at the swimsuit shop, who's right. being like, ooh, I think she likes you. And right. like encouraging the bad flirtation. Exactly. It was like, what the fuck? How did this, how did we get here? And you just see his eyes widen. And he's just like, okay, I guess I, I have to do this now. And it kind of goes from there. He gives her a little massage. He makes out with her on the day bed. And then, like you said, he goes, she says, give me a kiss. And he gives her a kiss. Whereas oh. everyone else has not been given such a specific assignment. They are right. supposed to. Well, they have one specific assignment, which is like find someone and convince them to buy the other available cabana, like sell oh the God, other cabana yes. for fifteen hundred dollars. And they seem to try to do it for about 10 minutes. And then they're like, this is impossible. <laughs> this isn't Let's working. just take shots. And that's, yes. the, that's what, like, I don't understand what the job is supposed to be because there's clearly, like, some amount of it being okay to... you Because if you're getting people to buy you shots, then that means they're spending money. And that right, is, exactly. like, the ultimate goal. And so they're in some ways, like, allowed to drink on the job, but they're not allowed to get drunk on the job. And I also think I'm, like, kind of showing my ass as someone who, you know, has not done a ton of bottle service in their life. I've done some, but the thing is, if I'm in a club, I'm not usually being targeted to overspend for a few reasons. One, I'm a woman, and two, I'm very evidently poor. Like, I'm not going to be able <laughs> to pay $2,000 for a bottle of liquor. I hear you. Which yeah. is what Natasha is up to. So it's just, it's so hard to understand what is going on. And yeah. the next day, completely. Who Janita gets mad at Brent at because Brent. I think she's drunk. And she's also saying basically that it's not fair that he didn't have to do any work. Right. To be fair, to be fair, we haven't seen anyone else really doing any work. And They're kind the of thing. like wandering around the beach like Sims. Like they and look <laughs> very confused. Yes. They're about to go Yarby Gable Gurp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and also she she says to him, she's like, I can't believe you like kissed her. You like made out with her. That's just so unprofessional. And it's kind of like, well, he was kind of told to do it. I know. And, you know, I hate standing up for Brent as someone who I for one to. episode I do not enjoy. And I'm. it's just right. it's a strange fight for her to have picked because and then yeah. I mean, he really does have a good moment where she's like, he's like, I was doing my job. We are there to get people to spend money. And I got her to buy. What was it? Four it bottles like of four bottles of it like was a really expensive tequila. Something. Yeah, something. Which, you know, I don't know. I imagine was a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. With Lohan Beach Club price inflation. And <laughs> and he's like, how much, who got the highest totals at the beach club? And she just does not say a thing. And it was like, Janina, if you're going to pick this fight, you got to have receipts. But, you know, this was before housewives uh, were bringing like full briefcases of 
that's documents true. to that's reunions. <laughs> they just they weren't prepared. Amelia, let me ask you this. Oh my God. Did you enjoy watching the premiere? You know, did you like it? It was fine. I felt like it was very, I guess it's hard because it's like, it was so great to see Lindsay and it was, some of the moments were funny, you know, and her trying to be a boss bitch and everything. And, you know, they brought in panos i feel like to be a hard ass but also to have like a like he was kind of flamboyant so it's like that that's like that's fun but he just i don't think he's what'd you think about panos i thought he was fine i i honestly was like kind of like you don't have to be so mean to them i mean you could you know be a little nicer but i don't think he did what MTV thought he was going to do like I just think they thought he was gonna be like Bobby Trendy on the Anna Nicole show or something mm, well wow. throwback felt, reference <laughs> yeah exactly and I just felt like he was just there and kind of mean at times and I was like okay I did like all of his hats and I was Great kind hats. of like I was like I wish Lindsay Lohan was wearing more hats as a fellow sure. redhead watching her in that sun was just like pretty harrowing for me and worrying about (laughs) her skin and oh my god they have her in this very strange like pink eyeshadow most of the time it's just yes she looks out of place very out of place in the environment I felt that too and also I don't my eyes might have been playing tricks on me but it felt like her face felt like there was a, a a weird like film Vaseline lens Vaseline lens filter over it and no one else everyone else was in HD it was so weird there absolutely was there was a a filter anytime she was on screen yeah uh that was it you know I don't know what it would have looked I don't know what things would have looked like without the filter but all that can make you do is wonder like what's under the filter what's what's going on that they don't want us to see it was just it was a strange visual and and you know I'll I'll just say I feel I feel very blessed that recently Lindsay Lohan has been doing appearances for her Netflix film and she is yeah absolutely glowing it's just it's really nice to see People don't have to look good to please us or whatever version we have of good in our head. But she really looks happy. And that was something. And and she also doesn't have to be happy. But that is something I think that's really evident is in the show is that she's really trying to prove something. Yeah. And it's not totally working and she also doesn't seem like she's having any fun. It doesn't seem yeah. like she's enjoying being in charge of these young people or like enjoying, no. even enjoying tormenting them. Like Tyra obviously enjoyed tormenting <laughs> Tyra them. Tyra like, loved every second. Yes, completely. It's very, it's very put upon. Yes. And it's also, it just, I remember at the time people being like, I'm sorry, Lindsay Lohan is opening nightclubs like this doesn't seem like a good idea right for you know the things that she's been through but she talks a lot in the show about being safe and that this is a safe place and a safe environment and she sometimes talks about wanting to make the kids she calls them kids they're right they all seem like early to mid 20s making the kids feel safe but then she kind of 
does a lot of things that aren't very <laughs> safe to them. She rips exactly. the rug out from under them a lot. And it's there's also this weird. thing that's with Panos where I, I hope they're okay. I don't know if they're still friends or not. I don't think in the show. Okay. Do you know? Well, I don't know. He still tags on his Instagram, Lohan Beach House, whatever, whatever. But I looked, she doesn't follow him on Instagram and it looks like he doesn't follow her on Instagram. So hmm. is this all a lie? Hmm. Is their friendship a lie? I mean, I think that they were friends in some way at the time, but they say yeah. something like that they did not like each other at first. And then they, <laughs> she's right. like, and then we started work, we started working near each other. So then we basically started living together. So now we're like family. And that right. seems they to use the be family verbiage. pretty emblematic of a lot of the like, worser relationships that we've seen Lindsay Lohan go through. And so to establish that in the premiere, I think for me sort of cast a shadow over how this is going to go because yeah. it felt for so long like Lindsay Lohan couldn't just have a personal life with people in it who value her for only the person that she is. There's always right. a professional element to it or like a meal ticket element to it. And so that made me very nervous. However, we only watched one episode and I can't it's remember true. how the rest of the season went. <laughs> so I think that kind of ultimately turns out fine. But sure. for a show about the beach and a show that was set up to be Vanderpump Rules, like there's quite a, there's there are a couple of sort of dark Vaseline lenses, like some dark oh, overtones. Completely. Well, and there's several times throughout this thing, she... She confronts people saying like, you know, she said to Gabby, you're very good at making things about you and I'm not going to have that in my club. And she also accuses her of wanting her own show. And I think she says to Brett too, she's like, he's trying to be the star here. And it's interesting because Amanda and I recently looked at the old uh, Canyons profile, it's yesterday's episode, of Lindsay Lohan's kind of last feature film that she did in 2013, 2012. And there are several times throughout the the article, the New York Times Magazine, or yes, New York, the New York Times Magazine, where she talks about how she doesn't want her co-star, who at the time was the porn star James Dean, to overshadow her. And like her and her mom got a cut of the movie and they watched it and they were livid because there were more uh, shots of him than there were of her. And she just made it clear from the very beginning she didn't want like the secondary character. She wanted the main lead character. And just it's just so interesting to see this again kind of play out in this uh, beach club show where she's like, wait, you, you can, you know, you can be attractive. You can, you know, have fun, but you, you can't be the star of the show. It's, it's my show. My name is Lindsay Lohan. This is my beach club and this is my show. And so it's just fascinating to watch that this has kind of been, uh, you know, something that is part of her where she, she has to be the star. She kind of doesn't like it when other people, uh, kind of get in the way of of her star and her, you know, shine, which is just reminiscent to me of like, you know, of Sunset Boulevard, where it's like, you know, I used to be a big star. It used to be all about me. And sometimes, you know, these celebrities, their star power wanes and it, uh, it 
decreases and increases throughout their life. And it's, but it's just interesting to see that, you know, once someone gets a taste of stardom and they're so used to it, they, they always have to be the star. It's just, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. And I know that I am a Lindsay Lohan apologist because of the generous read I'm about to give it. I think totally, that's like a, yeah. it's, a, it's a great point. And I loved your episode with Amanda about the Canyons profile. Thank I also you. really loved learning that you save articles about oh. Lindsay Lohan to your hard Listen, to your desktop and PDF she- board has to she is always a star to me so i need you know, to be able to reach these she doesn't things have to prove anything offline. to me <laughs> <laughs> i to be able to get to them on an airplane wherever uh, i am exactly i think some of that what we have heard from her in in recent interviews where she's been able to speak a little more clearly about her past i think than she was able to sure be very She's she's not very self-aware in uh, Lindsay Lohan's speech club. I will say that. And in some of her more recent interviews, she's talked about, you know, the double-edged sword these days for young celebrities of social media. One is that people have sort of full access to you. But the other side of it is that you have a lot more control over your story and your narrative than people did at the time that she was coming up. And so I think there's this, you know, this, this desire, this deep desire to have control over her own story and her own narrative. And we hear that a lot in the show of like, I want to be my own boss. I'm also the boss of other people now. And Mm -hmm. listen, I'll say this from personal experience. We are not all cut out for management. Like, you know, some of us are just, are just talkers and writers. We, we, we can't, we can't all manage a beach club. It's so true. It's so true. (laughs) But, but that, it seems to be this kind of misplaced desire to, to have control of her own story. And I think that is some of the, if I'm not the star, if I'm not the yeah. center, if I'm not the yes. center of this story, then it won't be my story anymore. And it'll get yes. misconstrued where maybe if it's like, if it's Brent's story, then I become <laughs> okay. the villainous boss. Or if it's Gabby's right. story, then I become like the old shrew, which she was already being cast in at like age 28. Wild. Yeah. So like I have, I have, so much empathy, I think, for the mm-hmm. false the false starts and the false approaches she's made to some of these things. But yeah. that's where I'll say that that was what struck me the most in this watching this premiere is that I and so many people hold on to or or rather making it less about the audience. I think that at this time in 2019, Lindsay Lohan was sort of hoping for grace and was hoping for empathy for people to understand where she was coming from and what she was trying to do. But at least Mm -hmm. in the premiere, she doesn't seem to have a lot of grace or empathy for the people, the young sort of disaster people that she has imported here to Mykonos. And I was just kind of like, Lindsay, what are you doing? That's what was so Tyra about it to me is that she, she wants to be a mentor, but she also wants to like put them in their place a lot. That's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's hard to strike that balance and still come off very well. Yeah, uh, completely. Yes, exactly. It's so you're so right. Your read on this is so right. And it's just it's so I don't even know. It's just 
weird to watch, but it's there's an element that I'm entertained, but it's like we only have, you know, 40 minutes. Obviously, that's an entire season. So I'm now I'm kind of interested to see how this all plays out a little bit, even though I do find some like Brent. I just can't, I can't. He's too well, much. I remember when I originally watched it, I think I stopped watching or only watched sporadically because I just wasn't that entertained by it. But watching it now with this sort of new lens of Lindsay Lohan having truly taken a break from the spotlight and now coming Mm -hmm. back in acting and in a really unpretentious form of acting, the Netflix original holiday movie genre. (laughs) um, Yeah, it does kind of it made it it just gave it a lot more layers to me. And I will say I was very entertained by it. Can I tell you the moment that I that I was most entertained by? Yes, please. <laughs> when Lindsay Lohan bombards them at their home and they're all nude. Uh, right, and then right. they have to huddle up for an all hands meeting. Yeah. And she said, Jules, Jules is this kind of like blonde haired Midwestern sort of gal. Um, yes. Who is, you know, I think a, a bottle service girl. And... Lindsay's asking her some questions and it seems to be going okay. And then Lin- and then she says something like just something kind, you know, some little proverb or something that prompts yeah. Lindsay to say, Are you Buddhist? Are you Buddhist a little bit? Is specifically what she says. Are you like a little bit Buddhist? Yeah. And Jules blinks her big eyes and says, No, I'm not, I'm I'm not. I'm not Buddhist. <laughs> Why do you ask? But actually, she just says no. And and Lindsay says that what she's saying <sighs> seems kind of Buddhist. And then she says that <laughs> that she is very religious in the way that she likes to meditate three times a day. And she considers that like a religion. And then she just right. says to Jules, I'm going to be watching you in a kind of threatening way because you're religious. And Jules is like, I'm not religious. <laughs> She's like, my family is religious. <laughs> she has repeatedly like, said she's not religious. Her family <laughs> is religious. And then Lindsay says, I'm going to be watching you because you're religious, which, first of all, is an extreme HR violation. I don't know that they have HR at the Lindsay Lohan Clubhouse. Oh, my God. Oh, Mykonos. man. I don't, I don't think they do. But yeah. that's pretty tough. And I think it also speaks to that she's... She is adapting this. She's adopting this character. Like a lot right. of people, <laughs> right. you know, on the show say that she is sweet and she is emotional and she doesn't know how to lay the hammer down. But yeah. she's trying to sort of like preemptively lay the hammer down. She keeps telling mm-hmm. people that she's always watching. It's very weird. It's yes, it's so scary. And this poor Jules, you're so right. This that stood out to me too. Um and her eyes are just sheer terror falls <laughs> over her face. And I I mean, it's, it's scary. It is scary. I don't blame her. So, yeah, I guess, you know, overall thoughts on this episode, like you said, there wasn't there really the stakes were not even I mean, it was just like, OK, so the stake is like you want your club to do well, but like we don't even know these people that well. And you're making it hard to really root for anyone, which I felt was kind of unfortunate. And and hopefully they will become a family because I think that is also another piece of this. That's like it's we're showing hints of them, you know, hoping to get along with Lindsay and to make their way and do well for the club and stuff. But also it's just like it was such a, I don't, I don't even know if the word 
frantic is appropriate for it, but it was just like, okay, there were so many just different things going on and they didn't necessarily all add up together for one cohesive story, but it was just like, uh, sure. And again, the Lindsay element was huge for me. So I enjoyed that. And so part of me wants to watch another episode just to see like, where do we go from here? But will I? I don't know. I don't know. Would it interest you, Amelia, if I did, I did not watch the next episode, but I did try to watch some clips to see what was coming. If I told you that Kayla from the challenge franchise is, is going to show up as a, as a VIP, VIP server. And I don't know at what point in this, in her career, this was like, I don't know if this was the first MTV thing. If this, I don't remember where she originally came from, but she does show up later you know, Amelia, this if I know you, is... you are going to watch the rest of Lindsay Lohan's well, Beach Club. Yeah, I actually do want to see <laughs> Kayla come to the show because she's one of the people I hate on the challenge. So I I shouldn't have told you. She... I have I feel that no, I fear that I have you. now I have now doomed you to an entire season of Lindsay Lohan Beach House. I think it's OK. I think the show kind of it's one of those shows where I think I'm sure there are narrative threads-ish. They're frayed. They are frayed threads. But I also feel like the show, you can kind of watch any episode. And if you see the recent, like this happened last time on, you would kind of understand and and somewhat enjoy watching the full episode. You know, you can kind of come in from anywhere. That's how the show kind of strikes me. So I'm glad to have rewatched the premiere because me too. I think it sort of sets the scene for how far it feels like Lindsay Lohan has come in the last three years and sort of ditching this idea or this concept that she needs to be seen as like a responsible business owner of a day club in Mykonos when really, and it's not, it's not about how she needs to be seen. Like I'm really thrilled to see her in a Netflix original holiday movie. Yes. Same. But it's really just about like what she really wants to do and what's going to bring her health and joy. And And to me, it seems like that come back if we're calling it that or that Lohanazans as I'm calling it hell yeah makes a lot more sense in the Netflix extended holiday universe than it does Ex- in the Lindsay Lohan yes. Beach Club extended Greece universe yes i it's this Lohan Beach House Beach Club experience, uh, experiment is to me kind of like you know how p- everyone got a reality show in the t- in the mid to late two thousands where they're just like you were once a star you're kind of washed up now here's a reality show it felt like she was kind of doing that but like ten years a little too late as just kind of one last let's give it one last shot but thankfully like you said you know now we have this Netflix and she is getting that next shot I think one that she deserves and also wants over a second season of Lohan Beach House, essentially. And we also want it over a second season Exa- of Lohan And that's Beach the House. thing. That is the thing. Well, this has been a lovely experience, honestly, watching this and discussing the show with you, Jody. So thank you so much. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Yes, to Jody, my co-host, to our wonderful producer, Devin Ronaldo. We will be back with, yes, yet another episode because it is the 10 days of Lindsay Lohan. We will be back here on this feed, Ringer Dish. So stay tuned.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.